There are lots of us at the moment who aren't really very happy at work, but the thought of making a change, either completely changing our jobs or our careers or maybe moving practice or moving where we work or maybe even just altering the role that we do within our work, that feels too scary to contemplate. And so many of us just fear the change that might come and we think, What if? What if it goes wrong? What if I fail? What if it's worse than now? What if? And it keeps us paralysed and we never make the change that we need to. So today I want to talk to you about the one question I have found really galvanises us to make that change. This is a You Are Not A Frog quick tip, a tiny taster of the kinds of things we talk about on our full podcast episodes. I've chosen today's topic to give you a helpful boost in the time it takes to have a cup of tea so you can return to whatever else you're up to, feeling energised and inspired. For more tools, tips and insights to help you thrive at work, don't forget to subscribe to You Are Not A Frog wherever you get your podcasts. I did a podcast with Gina Skull a couple of years ago now, I think, about Regrets of the Dying, a book that she wrote in which she'd gone and interviewed a load of people who were probably within the last year of their life. And the regrets that they had were all about things that they didn't do. Very few of them were about things that they did do. And what stopped them, what stopped them making changes, for example, leaving a really bad relationship, moving towns, going travelling, trying to do something different with their lives? Well, it was fear, mainly fear about what people would think about them, fear about letting other people down, fear about doing the wrong thing. And the problem is we're asking ourselves the wrong question. We're asking, what if? What if this happens? What if that happens? We're not asking ourselves What if not? What if I don't make the change? What are the consequences going to be there? I want to share an idea with you that was shared with me by my friend and mentor, John Parkin. John wrote the Effort books and that's his philosophy. He now runs a community called the Super Relaxers where he teaches people how to be ridiculously relaxed. Now, I was talking to John last year when I was feeling really quite burnt out and thinking, actually, is this a situation I need to deal with urgently or is it one I can maybe just tolerate and just see how things go. And he made this analogy. So imagine you are on a beach, you're lying on a sun lounger and you're starting to feel a little bit hot, a little bit thirsty and a little bit hungry. And across the other side of a beach is a wonderful ice cream shop. The ice cream shop sells drinks, it sells lovely cool ice creams. And you can imagine if you were able to go and get an ice cream, you'd feel a lot better. The problem is you're the other side of the beach, you're on a sun lounger and you've forgotten your flip-flops. And in order to get over to that ice cream shop, you've got to walk across the hot sand. You're probably just going to stay stuck on your sun lounger because actually the joy of getting that ice cream probably is not worth the discomfort of walking over the sand. So that motivation of a really great thing isn't quite as strong as the discomfort that it would take to get there. Now contrast this to maybe lying in bed one night and your house for some reason is set on fire. The only way out is a door that's across the other side of the room. You're going to have to walk across a very hot, maybe even burning floor to get to that door. But the door will keep you safe and it will save your life probably. Would you hesitate? 
No, of course not. You would go straight out of that door. You wouldn't care about the discomfort on your feet at that point because you needed to save your life. You need to get out there. And this is really frustrating, isn't it? It's frustrating that we're not so motivated by the ice cream, that we tend to be much more motivated by the burning embers that we need to run across to get ourselves to safety. So my question is, why doesn't this apply when it comes to our careers, to our work, to our workplaces, to relationships? Why do we fail to see this burning platform, even though we know that's going to motivate us? Well, I think there's a couple of reasons for this. I think, A, we don't actually see that burning platform right in front of us because we are stuck in this very, very short feedback loop. We think, oh, it's a little bit uncomfortable now. This job isn't great for me or this role isn't suiting me or this relationship isn't really working. But, oh, it's maybe a little bit better next week. So, yes, it's a little bit uncomfortable, but it's not that uncomfortable. I don't really need to make a change because maybe it will get better. So there's a little bit of hope that things are going to improve that keeps us there, at least at the moment. You see, the reason most of us stay stuck in roles that we don't enjoy, jobs that we don't like, careers that don't suit us, is that we can see that we might be better off somewhere else. But it's not quite uncomfortable enough for us to go right now. We're sat on our sun lounger, we can see the ice cream, but we're not quite hungry or thirsty enough to go and get the ice cream or walk across the sand to get our drink. And familiarity, familiarity with our circumstances is easy. It's more comfortable being uncomfortable if it's a known discomfort. And the imaginary discomfort of what might be there in the future can often just stop us doing anything. So we'd much rather just stay in a position that doesn't really suit us or feels uncomfortable than make a change and risk failure. But this is where we're making a huge, huge mistake. We are paying far more attention to the short-term discomfort and hurt that might be caused rather than the long-term harm that may be caused by not making that change. This is why you see people stuck in really difficult relationships or toxic ways of acting because actually to make that change just takes too much effort and is really uncomfortable. And because we very much live in the present, we are very attuned to the short-term hurt that can happen by having a difficult conversation or maybe feeling that we've, we've let people down. We want to avoid that at all costs, but we don't take the long view. We don't look and see, well, what is going to happen if I don't make the change? Are you constantly stressed and thinking about work? Does your laptop come with you on holiday? your to-do list have permanent residence in your brain and your worry about how to handle the latest crisis wake you up in the small hours. Then it's time to get your life back and that's exactly what our brand new online course will help you do. It's a 60-minute reset for healthcare professionals to shift your mindset so you can set boundaries and limits around your work without the endless guilt that you've not done enough. It's just £27 and you can get instant access now when you go to shapestoolkit.com slash get your life back. Recently, I came across a question in a book by The School of Life all about how to find fulfilling work. And the question really made me think, and here it is. What is your current work doing to you as a person, to your mind, your character and your relationships? 
And it doesn't have to mean just work. You could say, what is your current role? What's your current workplace? What is your current partnership or relationship or specific job description? You know, you can get as granular as you want, but what is it doing to you as a person or your mindset, your character in your relationships? Now, this is the burning platform that would spur me on. Because we've all seen it, haven't we? We've all seen those colleagues that are so ground down by their job and you can see it in them. You can see they look terrible. They look tired. They haven't been looking after themselves. They are really struggling. They're tearful. They're getting angry quickly. Things just seem to be going wrong for them left, right and centre. And you just want to go to them. What is this job doing to you? But they're in it and the platform isn't quite hot enough for them to have to make a change. So they tolerate it and they tolerate it. But six months, one year, two years down the line, things haven't got any better because they very rarely do. And they are burnt out. They are really struggling and they end up then having to make a change. So if you're in a position where you're feeling a bit stuck and you're not sure if you do need to make a change or not, then ask yourself that question. What is this current situation doing to you as a person, to your mind, your character and your relationships. Take the long view, not the short-term view, because yes, short-term changing might be uncomfortable. Of course it will be, but actually long-term, how much discomfort is there going to be if you don't change? Secondly, make a couple of lists. If you like to like puzzle this out on one side of the paper, write what will happen in six months or a year if I stay here or if nothing changes. And on the other side, write, well, actually, what might happen in six months or one year if something does change? What are the risks, but what might the benefits be? And what is it I'm really scared of? And you might want to go back and listen to the episode with Karina Gordon-Barnes, Should I Stay or Should I Go?, where we talk about how to get over the fear of the uncertain and, and the unknown. Then I suggest you get some help with this. Talk to your friends, talk to your family, ask them that question. You say, say to them, well, you know, if I was doing exactly what I'm doing now in a year's time, what do you reckon that will be doing to me or, or our relationship or, or my character? Can you see that it's affecting me now? And how is that affecting me? Get a third party opinion. Often you'll be surprised at what they say. They will have noticed. They really will. Or they might say, actually, I think you're pretty happy now. I don't think you need to change anything. And that's useful for them to be able to notice and tell you that, but make sure you are trusting your own intuition. So talk to your friends, talk to your family, and you might also want to talk to a coach, someone who can be really unbiased and just help you get really, really clear in your thinking and about what you want. And finally, if you are feeling that there is any sort of burning platform that may be getting worse for you, then change something, anything. You don't need to go off and do a massive, great big career change. It might just be changing what you do after work on one day a week or dropping one tiny role from your job to give you a little bit more space in the day. Or it might be going for a walk at lunchtime and giving yourself a proper lunch break so you can decompress and feel better for the afternoon. But if you carry on doing what you've always done, you're always going to get what you've always got. So if you find that those questions like, oh, where do you want to be in five years time? And what's your obituary going to be like? Or what they're going to say at your retirement do? If you find that that doesn't really motivate you, then ask this killer question. What is your current situation going to be doing to you in the long term, to your character, 
your relationships, and ultimately how you thrive in your one wild and precious life.